When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Main Attraction Sideshow Podcast, the patron-exclusive podcast, but it is not patron-exclusive this time because this is our sneak peek into what the patrons get when they join up for at least $5 a month. So I am Justin, one of the hosts of the show. My other host, as always, is Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? Doing great, man. Excited for another one of our fun Patreon-only, our patreon sneak peek episode yes that's right so what we said to do today is there's always we always try to do topics that are related to movies and television obviously but th- what we want to do today is we just wanted to kind of recap some of our our most joyous moments in movies and television uh i know most of mine are going to come from movies but there's a few television ones mixed in there i don't know about ryan's list but we'll, we'll definitely get into them so uh, then we're going to go ahead and get into these because we could probably talk for a while about all these yeah. so we want to go ahead and jump right into it so i'll let you go first ryan what's your what's one of your what? most joyous moments let me let me just throw this out there. Do you have any from anything we've covered? Uh, let's see. I know there's one thing that we've covered. Um, I think that is it, though. I think I've only got one. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna throw three quick ones okay. of stuff we covered. Okay. I'm gonna do it very quickly. First episode, Station Eleven, the reunion of Jeevan and Kim. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. That that's that's is, a good one. Uh, man, that one that one got me and. They had been teasing it. It finally happened. Right. And we were worried it wasn't going to happen. It happened. Uh, second one, I think it was the second or third show we covered, The Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vigilante getting arrested to go <laughs> yeah. undercover. That uh, was great. Yes, just, it was. It was just fantastic. Whole, the way he got arrested, him attacking the uh, white supremacists, the cops, I mean, everything. It was just fantastic. I've watched that scene countless times since that <laughs> And the last one, uh, this was one you and I really got emotional. The end of Coda. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. It was that was joy. That yeah, was it was. I, I didn't even it, think about Coda. They were tears, but they were tears of joy. Yeah, that that, that probably should put Coda on there because I, I was really genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed Coda. I, yeah. I really was, and like I said, I, I didn't even think about Coda when I was doing this list because I, I always kind of went back to things that were you know that have been there for years and years. There is one yeah. thing I'll go ahead and throw it in there since it since you did since you did your three that from things we covered. The only thing that I thought of when of things that we have currently covered is the moment in it's in Boba Fett of, of all things, but it's when wow. it's when Grogu like force leaps. He takes everything that Luke trained him to do, and yeah. he force leaps up into Mando's arms uh, because he was just so excited to see him. That just kind of that, that that got to awesome. me. Yeah, so the, one of the only great things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, the Mando episodes were great. But Mando and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, the episode he was in. Yeah, but the actual Boba Fett episodes, uh, not so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, 
that takes care of all the stuff that was from stuff that we have covered. So, what's something that you have that we haven't covered that uh, you just found right. really joyous? So, this is something if you grew up in the South, especially in the '80s and '90s, on Saturday, one of your network stations, yeah. Uh, had vinyl siding for sale. Oh, you said they had to have vinyl siding. Mm-hmm. And they would show a movie. And usually two movies, but one of them was always Smoking the Bandit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It was on every Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone I've ever met from the South that's 60 to 35 ha- has the same story. Smoking the Bandit was usually on one of your stations. Yeah, they were. And it is, it is a favorite of mine. And I'm going from the very first scene where Buford T. Justice, Jackie Gleason as the sheriff, <laughs> Comes out, there's, well, it's the first scene that he's in. Right. Where he, he, Sally Field has left her car and jumped in with the bandit. And uh, he, this there's this villain music playing. He gets out. These guys are stealing her car that she left. Right. And he just says, hold off from that car wash. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and then he kicks one of them in the butt and says, you look tired. Why don't you hold on the uh, the car? Then he kicks another one and goes, "Now that is an attention gift." <laughs> yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that. I don't yeah. remember very much of of it because oh, it has man. been so long. I, I could quote the whole thing. Also, the <laughs> other scene that I love is where we first meet the bandit, where uh, Big Enos and Little Enos uh, meet him, and they're like, he, "He's like, son, that's a legend." And and Little Enos, who is Paul Williams, right. who's about four foot ten, says. Daddy, a legend and a bum look a lot like. <laughs> and then Paul Williams and Little Enos and Burt Reynolds just go after each other for about 15 minutes. Right. It's just a great movie. If you've never seen Smokey and the Bandit, you're obviously not Southern. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it has been a long time. I have seen it, but it has been a very, very long time. I don't remember a whole lot of it as a result. But, uh, all right. So, one of the ones, this is, I've mentioned this before on our show when we start talking about Lord of the Rings, but my favorite move, moment in any movie or television show is at the end of Return of the King when Aragorn has been crowned king. And he is going through the, he's going through and like greeting people and he gets Arwen, uh, he kisses her. But when he gets to the hobbits, the hobbits go to kneel because that is what you do when you kneel to the king and, and Aragorn stops them. And he says, no, my friends, you bow to no one. And then he bows and then everyone in Minas Tirith bows. And it just got me. It, it still gets me to this day. When I did my rewatch of it a couple of weeks ago, you know, I'm still just kind of choking up watching that that scene, just because it is the it's the it's the culmination of everything that Tolkien was trying to put forth in in his books. Is you know, it doesn't matter how big you are, how small you are, you can still accomplish great things. You can still do amazing things despite your limitations. And that's just you know, kind of the theme of the entire Lord of the Rings book, underneath everything else. But like I said, that is just that got to me and i love that yeah. moment it is it is still my favorite moment to this day so all right another one for you all right and this is gonna be interesting you're gonna be sentimental and mine are gonna be like this made me laugh so uh i'm a kid <laughs> and uh john hughes the great outdoors with dan Aykroyd and uh-huh. john candy comes out and this was a, this was a movie i remember watching it with my family what movie is it you said? What, the great outdoors okay i never saw it oh man funny so there's the famous where john candy has to eat the big steak but the scene i will never forget we we rewound this scene like a hundred times so john candy has to rescue these kids and there's a huge grizzly bear and the grizzly bear starts chasing him Mm -hmm. back to the cabin and he's he comes in and he's like 
bear, big bear, big bear. And they're like, what? He's like, bear, big bear, big, big, big bear. And he can't speak. And the bear knocks down the door on John Candy. It's jumping on John Candy. I think I've seen that scene, though. I know you mentioned that. Someone, this was the part, someone grabs, uh, there was a uh, some kind of high-powered shotgun or rifle, right. some kind of like old time and rifle, and they shoot the bear in the butt, and he's bare butt like a human he has no skin on his butt and he's like and he runs out and he still jumps on john candy and then runs out and i just remember as a kid i thought it was the funniest thing i've ever seen my family we would rewind it right. and watch it again it was i, I watched the great outdoors a couple of years ago and it's still pretty funny but uh it's just one of those movies that I'll, uh it just brought my family so oh, much yeah. joy as, as a little kid yeah john candy was great uh, he, he he was just fantastic so i'm like that's not one i never saw but he was great in just about everything else that i saw him do all right going to let's go back to star wars for mine uh surprisingly this is actually going to come from episode one the phantom menace look the, the prequels have all their issues phantom menace especially has plenty of issues you, you can discuss those we we've discussed those whenever we've done a lot of star wars stuff but the moment that Jar Jar Binks comes on and says, Misa no Jet, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's the actual battle. It's actually Battle of the Fates. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not Jar Jar. It's actually Battle of the Fates. The duel, of the, I'm sorry, duel of the Fates. When, when, uh, Darth Maul pops out of that elevator. He pops that double blade lightsaber. And then you get that music that John Williams has composed with that choir singing something. I still have no idea what they are singing. <laughs> That entire scene, it is perfect. It is absolutely... Look, the movie is a mess. I get it. The movie is an absolute mess. But I fooled myself into thinking that was a good movie for a number of years just because of Duel yeah. of the Fates. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, another one for you. So I'm, I'm a kid again, I'm, uh, and uh, we my mom is letting us watch Coming to America. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... First, have you ever seen coming? Yeah, to it's been a long time, but I have seen it. Mm-hmm. The barbershop scene. The first oh one. yeah, it's it's funny. I, <laughs> we laughed. It was. This is when they were bo- arguing about boxing, and you know, right? Uh, and then like Joe Lewis was 137 years old. <laughs> you know, just on the whole thing. Every time a white man starts talking about boxing, he's got to bring up Rocky Mountain. <laughs> so just their whole their right. whole argument. It was fantastic. They show up like five more times in right. the show. I I just could not believe, and I, and I was so you know mind blown. It's like Eddie Murphy's like three of those people. You know, like right. I was just so excited. So. Uh, the barbershop scene coming to America always brings me joy. That movie is still very funny. I, it used to be on Amazon because they made that sequel. It wasn't right. bad. wasn't bad, but uh, w- worth watching. All right, so another one for me. Let's go to the MCU for my next one. There's a, quite a few that I can, I've got on the MCU, but I want to start with, uh, when I do my MCU ones here, I want to start with my favorite moment in the MCU. The one, the one moment that I like literally like did a, a fist pump in the movie theater, and this is when Thor arrives in Wakanda during Infinity War. It just was glorious to behold. Uh, I love that scene. He, he comes down, and because we finally get, like even in Ragnarok, as good as Ragnarok was, we still really didn't get a good idea of just how strong and powerful Thor was. They mm-hmm. finally start to tap into that in Infinity War, and he just was amazing in that scene. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. I mean, I was like, oh, so they won already, and they didn't quite. That wasn't quite over at that point, but it was dang near close. Uh, just fantastic scene. Like I said, it was the it's the only moment in the MCU where I've literally fist pumped, and I love yeah. that scene so. 
right. What's another one for you? So this is a TV one for me. Okay. Lost when Penny and Desmond got back when they had finally had their reunion. Oh yeah, it's been, I, I, it's, I had forgotten it's that. Season, yeah. It's at the end of I believe season five. I was like, I think that, that's where they're, the where they're on the boat. They're they're the group. They're on a boat together, and they see the tanker, and Desmond is sitting like he's in the back, and right. he hears Penny. Uh, just talking and he just jumps up and starts jumping towards the boat and right. then they finally have that moment together so penny and desmond the reunion yeah. that everyone wanted uh desmond ended up becoming maybe my favorite character yeah he, which i, I didn't expect was when i first no, met him i, I, I kind of thought he was a little irritating to be perfectly yeah. honest with you when i first met him but he yeah he, he became a really great character in, in in that show i loved him a lot so all right, for me, I'm going to TV2. I'm actually going to Game of Thrones. And sadly enough, it's when somebody dies. And that's when Joffrey Baratheon <laughs> died. Oh, it was fantastic. I was like, thank you. Thank you. They finally killed him. Uh, four season episode two, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yes, they finally killed Joffrey. I was like, yes, they got him finally. So like I said, it's sad that you know somebody's death is what brings you joy. But look, if you've seen Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, well, since you brought up death, I'll bring up one of mine. Okay. So, uh, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I have not. I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm going to give you somewhat of a spoiler. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> the end of the movie, they take out the people who are going to kill. Uh, they take out the Manson killers. Oh, okay. So they uh, and Sharon Tate lives. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but it's just, they have a fire, uh, like a, uh, oh man, what are those things called? Where it shoots fire. Flamethrower. Flamethrower. They yeah. have a flamethrower. They have a dog. Brad Pitt's just taking people out. It's just an incredible scene. Uh, you, it won't ruin the movie, but it, it, just watching them take out those horrible, uh, you know, Manson people right. is, is well worth it. Yeah, I, I need to see it. I haven't gotten around to seeing it, but I do oh, it's, see it's it. a fantastic movie. Yeah, I've heard it's wonderful. It was nominated for Best Picture, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So. All right, let me go to another one. Let's go back to the movies for mine. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. It comes from Jurassic Park. It is the moment when Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler, when they first see a dinosaur. And that yeah. moment, and just when you got another, again, John Williams score going on in the background, it is just fantastic. I mean, you get, I'm still, I can get chill bumps right now thinking about mm-hmm. it. Uh, just a wonderful scene. I mean, this, that, the emotion, just the awe and the shock that is on their face. And you're experiencing too, because this is by far the most realistic dinosaur you have ever seen on screen yes. before. And it's, it's just fantastic. I love that scene. It's one of my favorites of all time. So, yeah, that was a great call. I, I wish I had thought about that because i just remember how in awe i was mm-hmm. of of that scene of the the dinosaurs and like you said like sam neil's getting out of mm-hmm. the car and he's like losing his sunglasses yeah and he has like, dr chandler's just sitting there looking at that plant and he's like turn your head yeah. woman but yeah. yeah just fantastic absolutely fantastic all right go ahead for your next one all right so let's go back to the 80s okay i can go back to the 80s. The, the day the cold war ended Rocky Four, oh, yeah. <laughs> Rocky beats Drago, and he gives the greatest speech where peace happened. I can change. <laughs> you can change. The Cold War ended. Yes, that's right. De- December 25th, I believe, 1985. Thank yes. you, 
Like Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. How, I wonder what the Soviet Union thought of that movie when it came. Out. I'm sure they were not just real happy with that. No, that could have been. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, he would have done more roids. Yeah, he would have. So, oh uh, yeah, but like I said, that was that was. I, I remember watching that for the first time. I was like, is this a good movie or not? And like, it's probably not, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, but it's yeah. still it's still a fun movie. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For my next one, uh, let's go back to Lord of the Rings. The one that I'm going to go with is the Sands battle with Shelob, the big giant spider. If you don't, they only mention her name in the film once. They mention it multiple times in the book. So if you, you if you if you're not paying attention, you might miss the fact that they that the spider had a name. Her name was Shelob. Uh, but what I was so looking forward to that moment. And the, one of the reasons why I love this moment so much and it, it just brought me so so much joy is because in the book. It's it's like it was the one scene I was waiting for it because I was like I, it just captivated me when I read it in in the book I was like just so enthralled with this because Tolkien just does such an amazing job building up to this moment and when the spider actually gets there you know you, you just can feel the fear that Frodo's going through and you can feel the fear that that Sam that uh, uh, Sam's going through as well but he's you know he's facing that fear and taking on the spider anyway. But I remember when I went to watch it, because I was actually working, as far as our teaching, I was actually working as an assistant manager at Lifeway Christian Stores in, in Memphis. And one of my friends had gone to see the, one of the midnight showings the night before, and, and I asked her, I said, so how was the scene with Sheila? Is it, is it fantastic? And she goes, who's Sheila? I said, the big giant spider. She goes, there was no spider. I, so at first I'm thinking... I'm ticked at Peter Jackson like you left this scene out because it's oh, in the no. bo- in the book it's it's in the two towers but he moves it to the yeah. uh, he moves it to Return of the King and I was like oh my goodness I'm ticked but once you once I saw the movie I was like oh okay he's just moving it because they they set up pretty well at the end of the two towers that he just moved the scene but like I said it was one I was looking so forward to because I thought because I wanted to see how they did it and I thought he did just a fantastic job of capturing that entire moment just a fantastic moment it was it was kind of like the defining moment for Sam because he had just kind of been tagging along throughout the course of this thing and now all of a sudden he's kind of taking the lead and it was just fantastic I love Sean Astin and he was just wonderful in that role all right, another one for you. Uh, you may have this one on yours. The dart scene from Ted Lasso. No, but I should have. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's a really good one. The, the be curious but not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the guy, uh, the owner's, the owner's uh, husband, right. and he acts like he can't play darts. And he says, you know, if somebody was, somebody was curious, they would ask me right, exactly. have I ever played darts before. Yes, sir. I have every <laughs> Sunday with my dad. That's right. Yeah, that was and a good then he one. Goes, Barbecue sauce, and then nails it. Yeah, that was Ted a good Lasso. one. Yeah, I'll, Ted Lasso. It's it's a great show. A little bit a yeah. little bit rougher in the second season, but the first season yeah. is fantastic. So, all right, uh, another one for me. Let's see where do I want to go with my next one. Uh, let's go. Let's go back to the MCU. And look, there's a bunch in Endgame, and I want to go ahead and hit on one here in Endgame. It's the moment that Captain America gets Mjolnir. That was the one of the coolest yeah, things. And was. once he gets, because when the, when it starts traveling through the air, you think it's going to Thor, but it goes past Thor and it goes straight to Captain America. And then when Thor yells out, "I knew it," referencing back to to Age of Ultron when it, it buzzed just a little bit when Captain America tried to uh, to pull it up, just fantastic. Like like I said, it was one of those. Uh, it, it almost had me do a fist pump, but I just thought it was fantastic. So I love that scene in, in Endgame. All right, another one for you. 
All right, so uh, 1992's My Cousin Vinny. Oh, okay. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Where Vinny brings Mona Lisa Vito on the, yes. on the stand <laughs> because she is a car expert. Yeah, she is a car expert, They yes. just start fighting. Right. And they, and, but then she realizes what he's getting at. Mm-hmm. And so she, uh, she, she convinces, he realizes, and so she explains how it can't be the Buick Skylark. Right. The Skylark doesn't have those te- those those uh, those tires. Right. And uh, my favorite part is at the end where where Vinny grabs her her hand and starts kissing. And he goes, "You have been a lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely witness." Yes, that was that was really uh, good. Marissa Tomei deserved that Oscar. She just did. incredible, out of nowhere performance. Mm-hmm. It, just it was kills it. I, that's another movie I watched over the pandemic. It was just it's so good. Yeah, it is one one that has not aged. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I need to go back and watch it because it's really, really good. Just love that film. Love it to death. Uh, all right, let's see. Where am I going to go for my next one? Uh, let me go. Let's go back to Star Wars. And this is, uh, there's a lot of actually Mando in this one. So this one is actually when, uh, I'm going with when Mando finds Grogu in the first episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, one of the reasons why this is, obviously, that we didn't know his name at the time, I will never forget the moment that this happens when I saw it because I was watching it. You know, Disney Plus had just launched that day. And I think I actually ended up watching it the next day. I didn't get a chance to watch it the day it came out. But I'm watching it in bed next to my wife. I'm watching on my iPad. She's watching something on, on uh, she's watching something on TV and I'm sitting there just watching it. And, you know, when I'm watching that first episode, I'm like, okay, this is good. It's, 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 it's fine. I wasn't just like completely enthralled in it, but the moment he opens that crib looking thing and a Yoda looking creature comes out, I gasped. And I yeah. mean, like, and my wife said, my wife, I, it was so audible. My wife was like, what are you watching? And I said, and I like pause it. And I said, look, it's a baby Yoda. I didn't even know that, the baby Yoda thing has started taking over Twitter and the internet and everything. I said, it's a baby Yoda. It's a baby Yoda. And she's like, okay. And what's so funny about that is like my wife now though, like a few days, a few a day or two or a week or two later, she becomes like enthralled in baby Yoda. I get like four or five baby Yoda memes from her a day. But oh the first gosh. moment I send her, I show her baby Yoda. She's like, eh, okay, whatever. But now she like, like I said, I get yeah. baby Yoda stuff all the time. Uh, my daughter She's currently wearing Baby Yoda scrunchies all over her body because she is falling in love with Baby Yoda. So, uh, but yeah, that moment, like I said, I gasped because I never ever thought we would get another Yoda creature, and yeah. we got one. So, I, it was okay. one of my favorite moments. So, another one for you. All right, so we're going to TV. This is the HBO television series Eastbound and Down. I've not seen it. Uh, Oh man, it's so good. Danny McBride. Yeah, he's, he's he is great. a former baseball player, and his rival is Reg McAworthy, played by Craig Robinson, and uh, Will Ferrell, who is playing a Ric Flair type <laughs> uh, BMD uh, BMW uh, dealership owner named Ashley Schaefer. BMW. He hires both of them. And they keep getting in each other's <laughs> face and uh, about fighting. Right. And and uh, Will Ferrell as the Ric Flair, and he's like, "Woohoo! Yes, tension. <laughs> I can feel it down in my plums. Yes. <laughs> and then he tells this whole story about he had a dream about it, and uh, he his son walked in on him, and 
he just says, let the boy watch. Right. <laughs> and it is one of the funniest things, especially if you watch the outtakes, because Craig Robinson cannot stop laughing. Right. There is about a 10-minute outtake, and Will Ferrell is just he keeps getting closer to Craig Robinson because he knows he's laughing. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know why he's doing that because it's making it worse. Right. Will Ferrell just kind of looks over at Craig Robinson and just starts laughing. But the whole let the boy watch thing, uh, just hilarious. In fact, it's the name of my trivia group. Oh, is it really? <laughs> That's cool. Uh, all right. So next one for me, I'm going to Inglorious Bastards. Uh, this is the scene when, when Brad Pitt's character, uh, Basically, you know, he's he's the what's his name? What was his name from uh, the villain in, in Glorious Bastards? What was his name? Um, oh, uh, oh, man. crap, because I had it down and I, can, and I can't find it all of a sudden. Is it Schultz? I think so. I don't, whatever his I'll name was. Uh, Christoph Waltz was, is, is yes. the guy who plays him. He won, a, he won an, an Oscar for that performance, if I'm not mistaken. Landa. Hans Landa. Hans Landa. Hans Landa. So he's basically convinced that he, he, Brad Pitt's character has him convinced that he's just going to turn him in and he's going to be fine. And he and Brad Pitt knows that this is going to be the case, that he's going to just kind of walk away from this without really having too much uh, done to him. And the moment he like puts that swastika marked into his head and yeah. he says, he said, and he says like, they'll, they'll execute you for this. He's like, no, the, 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 I don't remember what the exact line was, but like, it's just gonna be a slap on the wrist. That's all it's going to be for me. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I just love that entire scene. It was just fantastic. Yeah. Well, Christoph Waltz, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause the, first scene he is in where he's walking oh, in the yes. house just creeping around i was just like who the hell is yeah, this guy he, this was, he i think he had done some other things before this but he's nothing german stuff he hadn't done him yeah stuff. so this was his big time coming out party and he nailed it so yeah it was it was a fantastic movie i, I need to go back and watch it. it's been a while since i've watched it because yeah, it is just a wonderful movie all right one one for you all right, so we're. Uh, this is. I I was married before, and I had gotten divorced, and I hadn't, and I was afraid to go to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. And I talked myself into going to the movies, and then I spill a drink on myself, so I look like I peed all over myself. <laughs> so I'm just thinking I'm an idiot. And then I go to see Bridesmaids, and there were several people in there by themselves. And there's the scene where Melissa McCarthy. Uh, they have the uh, the initial like uh, luncheon, bride's lunch, bridesmaids luncheon, right? And she steals all the puppies, <laughs> and she's driving off, and she's just laughing in a van, and you see like twenty puppies, and everyone in that theater is just dying, including myself, and I was like. Man, we're all normal. Right. Everyone goes to the movies. <laughs> That's right. It's okay to go to the movies by myself. For me, it was a joyous moment that I thought, I can go to the movies by myself. Yeah, that's right. You can. And I do it all the time nowadays. Uh, not quite as much as I yeah. used to because my son is taking up the Marvel man, uh, man, uh, mantra as well. So he's, he's going to Marvel movies with me. And so we're, it's not quite as often as I used to, but I used to go all the time by myself. Uh, I still do it on occasion, but not, not quite as much as I used to. So. All right, uh, another one for me. Let me go back to Game of Thrones. Let me go back to another person dying, and that is when Ramsey Bolton dies in, yes. in the, after the Battle of the Bastards. Because I don't know who's worse, Joffrey or Ramsey Bolton, but they're pretty darn. It's, it's a pretty stiff race yes. between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was really thrilled when he died, and the fact that he was killed by his own dogs was just fantastic. So yeah. What about you? What's another one for you? Let's go back to the eighties. We're going to Chicago. There's a parade going on, and Ferris Bueller gets up. Oh, uh, that was a good shout. one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's, oh, a, that's man, a fantastic what a great, one. What a great – I just 
everyone was dancing just incredible yeah just, uh, a scene you can watch over and over yeah i don't know how many times i've seen ferris bueller's day off but for yeah. the longest time it was one of my favorite movies of all time because it was just so fantastic it, it just is, really was it really is so yeah i love that love that film love it love, yeah. it, love it shout out to connor roy from succession <laughs> yes Alan Ruck. that's right he was he, he's cameron yeah fantastic he's just great he just really he is, is. So, uh, let's see. Let me go. Where do I want to go for my next one? Let's go. Let me go back to Star Wars. And this is, it's not initially a joyous moment, but it was a moment that just wowed me. Let me do So, maybe that's more appropriate. The It's in Rogue One. It's at the end of it. It's when Darth Vader just goes lights out on the yeah. Rebellion. Like I said, it's not really a joyous moment, but... It, you know, it's that moment from, I think it's from, uh, it's that, you know, that picture of Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, pointing at the TV. Uh, that was me saying, that's the guy, that's the Darth Vader that that yeah. I've always wanted to see. Because that guy was terrifying. And he just lit into those guys. It was just fantastic to watch. Like I said, it's not really joyous, but I was wowed when I was watching. I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. So that was one of mine. What's another one for you? Uh, we're going to 1994. A little movie, no, excuse me, 1995. A little movie called Billy Madison. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The the dinner scene, which is at the beginning of the movie, where Billy is drunk in the tub and he's like, "Conditioner is better." <laughs> oh no, yeah, I remember that now. Yes. It makes the hair silky and smooth. <laughs> Stop staring at me, Swan. Yeah, that's. And then good. he goes downtown. To, goes downstairs to dinner. And he is just absolutely obnoxious, and like he makes he makes them late. And uh, one of my favorite parts is where his dad's like, "Thanks to your uh, hijinks, these people can't get to their plane." And Billy goes, grabs the guy next to him, goes, "I don't know about the rest of them, but this guy can stay with me." <laughs> rah, 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 rah. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, I need to, I need to go back and watch it. It's a, it's a good movie. A lot of the that the Adam Sandler stuff. It you know it's they're all basically the same movies for the yeah. most part, but you know they they make you laugh. So uh, it, it's they're really good for that for that very reason. So all right, let me go. Uh, let's go back to the MCU for my next one, and this is also from. Actually, no, let me go to this one. This one surprised me just because I wasn't sure they were going to do it. It's in Loki. It's at the end of season one. It's when Jonathan Majors appears in that elevator. I was really surprised because I thought after WandaVision, I thought we were, you know, they, they had all these hints towards Mephisto and there were all these rumors. and There's all this stuff circulating about it and they don't reveal anything at the end of WandaVision. And so I thought, okay, well, they're not, they're not going to do any big reveals or anything like that in a television show. I was convinced Jonathan Majors was not showing up in this, in this show, but the moment he does, I was like, Oh, it is. They did it. They went there, and like I said, he just kills it in that in that one in that one episode of that show. I can't wait to see what he actually does in Quantumania. It should be really good. I can't wait for it. But yeah, that's that was one that I just really really enjoyed. So, all right, let's each do one more, and then we'll just kind of run down the rest of them after that. All right. So, TV. Bob Saget roast. You can't get it on anymore. You can't. Find I was going to say, I don't know if you can watch this anymore. Can you? Because of the scene I'm about to tell you, Gilbert Gottfried gets up and says, I can't believe we're roasting Bob Saget. Bob Saget raped and murdered a girl in 1990. <laughs> and he keeps saying it over right. and over. And he's like, 
I'm tired of people saying Bob Saget raped and murdered a girl in 1990. Quit bringing up these rumors about Bob Saget raping and murdering a girl in 1990. If you have any proof about the <laughs> raping and murdering that Bob Saget did in 1990, run to the police now. <laughs> and Bob Saget is just dying out laughing. They got so many calls about oh, did they really? Bob Saget, like <laughs> about people thinking Bob Saget. If you Google it, people ask, "Did Bob Saget really murder someone <laughs> in nineteen ninety? And then, like, and Bob Saget's just dying, yeah, just laughing. And then later on in the roast, Norm Macdonald comes up, and he loves Bob Saget, yeah. so he doesn't want to make fun of him. And his whole roast is like. You know what you are? You're just a scoundrel. <laughs> I mean, like, he just makes the worst right. jokes. And he's just bobbing. Yeah. He has this list of just really bad jokes. And yeah. It is just the comedians are dying right. on the street. Yeah. And what's sad is all three, piece, of those, Bob, all three of those know, guys are dead. <laughs> every once in a while, my friends and I will, will talk about Bob Sackett raped and murdered <laughs> Oh yeah, I've not. I know I've not seen that. Like I said, I, I didn't think you could get it anymore. I didn't know why, but I can yeah, see that's why. <laughs> that's Gilbert why. Gilbert Godfrey. I, I, so all the shit they, they. I mean, obviously, people are going to call it. Like I would think, you know, they wouldn't call it and like try to like report that now that he's dead. I would I hope right. and pray, but no. Uh, uh, so, uh, all right. So one more for me. Where do I want to go for my last one? Uh, let's go with. Uh, let's go back to the MCU because I love the MCU. So let's go back to it. It's the my last one from Endgame. It's the official assembling of the Avengers at the end of Endgame. When it's the only time that it is uh, has been uttered throughout the MCU. It's a it's an it's an it's a phrase that is so iconic and associated with the Avengers uh, Avengers assemble. And the only time it is said is at the end of Endgame when they have all been snapped back and they are all peering through the portals and Captain America has Mjolnir come back to him and he says, Avengers, assemble. And like I said, just all of their entrances, the music going, it was just like I said, I mean, there are, if you like Google, like reactions to that scene, you get, you get like just some, because some people like started recording it, uh, because yeah. they just knew it was such a big moment. And people are just going nuts in the theaters when this is taking place. And it was yeah. just fantastic. Oh yeah. They were in mind. Yeah. So sure. yeah, it was just fantastic. I, I love that moment. So, all right, just real quick, run down the rest of yours that we haven't covered. Uh, there is a Gilbert Godfrey scene in Beverly Hills cop two where he tries to uh, bribe <laughs> Axel Foley played by Eddie <laughs> Murphy. And it's very funny because he's like, if there was like $200 in this hand, would the tickets go away? So he keeps going, you know, so right. that, that's very funny. Uh, another one uh, from the movie Roadhouse, when Sam Elliott comes on and he takes out a bunch of people and uh, he has several uh, very funny lines and stuff he takes out this guy's knee <laughs> and only how Sam Elliott can say it. He goes hurt. Don't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, what else did I have? Oh, uh, animal house. One of my favorite movies. Uh, when I went to college, uh, I didn't have cable for like two weeks and we had for some reason, animal house and days confused. So I can quote those movies <laughs> front to back and animal house, the courtroom scene, uh, where otter, 
talks about uh, he has the famous line where he's arguing and someone says, I thought you were, he's, he's like, don't worry, I'm pre-law. And he's like, right. I thought you are pre-med. And he's like, what's the difference? <laughs> and then the next scene, uh, John Belushi as Bluto gives his favorite, you know, was it over when the Germans right. bombed Pearl yeah. Harbor? So. All right, real quick, the rest of mine that I did that we didn't get to, uh, the from Lord of the Rings, it's the, the moment when the One Ring falls into Mount Doom. Uh, that was one of my favorites. Uh, I think I got all my Star Wars ones in that I'm looking at. Uh, the other ones from the MCU I didn't mention. Uh, the unofficial assembling of the Avengers in the first Avengers movie, when they had that shot when they're kind of rotating around and they're all kind of gathering there in New York, uh, in yeah. the Battle of New York, that was one of mine. Uh, let's see, another one is when the three spots men are swinging around the Statue of Liberty in No Way Home. We all get that great pose where they're all there. I love that scene. It was just fantastic. Um, it's been by far the best part of the fourth phase of of the MCU so far. Uh, from Game of Thrones, when Arya kills the Night King, that's just fantastic. Uh, yeah. that, that's a, that's a, that was an awesome moment. I probably yeah. don't appreciate it as much as the people who like spent all eight years like going through right. that. Uh, having watched it in like three weeks, I probably don't have the same appreciation, but I'm sure for those who did, they just absolutely loved it. And the last one we didn't quite get to is the reveal in the sixth sense that Bruce character, Bruce Willis's character was dead the whole time. Uh, like I said, that, oh, that was yeah. man, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. So uh, I really enjoyed yeah. that one. It was. I, I'm actually, I'm actually fr- surprised you didn't put uh, Harrison Ford in the Force Awakens when they're like. Are the are all the stories true? Oh yeah, that's a good one. They're, yeah, they're all true. Yeah, that's a good every one. one of them. Yeah, that was I, a good. I, one. I forgot. Uh, yeah, go on with your the last one you were saying. No, that that was I, that, that was my last one. The when Bruce Willis's character is revealed to be to be yeah. dead because that's like to me that's like the greatest twist of all time. It, it, is, it, it really is. is. So I, I forgot one of mine, and I meant to the Shawshank Redemption. Oh yes, first Tim Robbins getting out where he's it's raining and he's he's just gone through hell for twenty years. Yes. Days tried to kill him and then at the end where red decides morgan freeman is red sides he wants to see his friend he misses his friend right so he he remembers him telling them that he wants to get a sailboat mm-hmm. tim robbins is going to get a sailboat in mexico so he goes to mexico and they see each other yeah, and then they hug good. and then mm-hmm. it ends yeah like, what an incredible Ending. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think Shawshank Redemption should have beat Forrest Gump for Best Picture that year. I'll, yeah. I'll, I like Forrest Gump. Don't get me wrong, but I thought yeah. I, I think that was a better film than than Forrest Gump ever was. So, all right. Well, that was I enjoyed that. That was that, that was, was fun. Great. Nice little walk yeah. down memory lane there. So, and like I said, guys, yeah. if this is this is what our patrons get that we do these about three. We try to do them every week. So there are some weeks that we can't. So if you've ever been interested in what we do on the patron only episodes, this is just kind of gives you a taste. We cover a lot of different topics. We don't talk. You know, we. we we rarely talk about like actual films or shows or anything like that. Uh, and if you if you want to get this type of content, it's five dollars a month. Just go to patreon.com and uh, patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast. You can get it for five dollars a month. There's other tiers as well. If you want to be part of a group me chat, you can get that for ten dollars a month. Uh, we've got three people who qualify for that, but the only one that that takes advantage of it is Blake. So we appreciate you, Blake. Yeah. Uh, you're out there for us. Uh, but also there the twenty dollar level, you get to actually pick a pick a show out. Uh, uh, you can come on the show. Blake's appeared on the reason why Blake is kind of our substitute is because he's one of our $20 patrons. And so he, he kind of gets first dibs on that. So, but if you ever want to, 
sign up for the twenty dollar level. We'll, we'll yeah. be more than happy to have, have you for that. So, and, and you get the 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 different like we're so much different. You had sentimental moments. And yes, I've mm-hmm. got like so Bob Saget. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, like, I'm talking about Roadhouse and Adam <laughs> Sandler. So you, you know you're talking about there's this beautiful moment. And, you know, I, I didn't even bring up the strip club scene. From the <laughs> that's right. that was on my list. So, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's fantastic. So we're, ah. we're a good duo. Yes, we are. So. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we sign off on our Patreon episode? Just appreciate everyone joining us uh, on Patreon and, and everyone that listens to our show. We, we we love you guys, so thank you so much. Yes, we do. We do appreciate We appreciate all the support that you guys at Patreon get. And like I said, if you're ever interested, you know, just head on over to Patreon, and we will be happy to have you. But until then, and until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.